Wow. Episode 50, cue the confetti, because in this episode, you get to meet the other two new co-hosts of BRC and Friends, Jorge Batista and Mickey Scott Bay Jones. Jorge is a pastor in the United Church of Christ near me in San Mateo, California, and Mickey is a coach and justice doula currently hailing from Nashville, Tennessee. As you will hear, both are wicked smart, will keep me in check, and have an honest and deep passion for justice. We also talk about Star Wars, Copaganda, and MTV's Catfish. Like I said, Break out the confetti, because it's going to be a party. Thanks for being here. Now sit back and enjoy episode 50 with Jorge Bautista and Mickey Scott Bay Jones. My name is Bruce Reyes Chow, and this is BRC and Friends. Each episode, my co-hosts and I chat with activists, artists, academics, and adventurers to discuss politics, faith, pop culture, technology, and as you will discover, pretty much everything that pops into our heads. This is basically an excuse for us to hang out with friends and colleagues and riff about things that matter. Welcome to BRC and Friends. All right. Well, we are here today with Jorge and Mickey to to introduce to many of you. Some of you may already know them, but to give you a chance to meet our other two co-hosts who are going to be rotating in and out with me as we talk with folks who are making the world a better place. I'm really excited for you all to get to know Jorge and Mickey today. So first, I'm going to ask them to just introduce themselves, share your pronouns, how we pronounce your names, and a little bit of the bio that goes on all the things so folks just get a little bit of context about what you do when you're not hanging out on podcasts. So I'll invite Jorge, if you would go ahead and, and introduce Introduce yourself. Yeah, uh, Jorge Bautista. Yeah, that's it. I don't know what else you want to know. I mean, where do you work? Like, oh, yes, I do, I do have a not, job. You're not, yes. getting, you're not, well, I'm not paying you. Yeah, so, uh... I, that's right. I, I, I'm, uh, you're going to make me say it, aren't you? I'm a pastor at the Congregational Church of San Mateo. I think just down the street from where you're at, Bruce. Been there. Actually, next year is going to be my 11th year or 10th year. I don't even remember, but it's a place where I started as an intern, part-time. And then the past six years, been there full time. So uh, ordained with the United Church of Christ. All right. Awesome. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here. We'll talk a little bit about how we know each other in a minute. Uh, Mickey, what about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Mickey Scott Bay Jones, and I use she, her pronouns. And I am kind of a weird unicorn mystic, I don't know, nomad Christian. I've been pretty, I've been like... <laughs> All the denominations at some point. You've been all the things. <laughs> all the things. And I am, I, I kind of see myself as, well, I call myself the justice doula because I, for a long time, I was a birth and postpartum doula. So I supported, you know, families that were bringing new life into the world, basically accompanying them, you know, like I can't make your birth any faster or make it any easier, but I can be there with you. And what I realized is that those same skills can be transferred to you know, people that are birthing anything into the world, right? Who have a great idea, who want to change the world in some way, who, you know, just want to be a good pastor to their congregation, whatever it is. um, They also need that accompaniment, somebody saying that they're with you and they see you. And so that's really the work that I do in the world. And it takes a whole lot of different forms. I'm always doing a bunch of different things. Sometimes it's leading a pilgrimage. I mean, not right now because hello, COVID. Or it's, you know, doing a workshop or literally meeting one-on-one with somebody as their movement chaplain. So I, depending on the day, I'm doing five different things. And, and you and I both share a love of Enneagram. Yes. So I'm also I, a... Jorge, Jorge are you an body. Enneagram person? Oh, gosh. I stay away from numbers <laughs> and... Well, my my, my my partner loves it. I, I don't know. I, I'm I like you're gonna put a number on me. You know, I had to grow up memorizing numbers. I really struggle with statistics and stuff. So, you know, I just, no, I'm not an Enneagram person. 
Well, that's okay. We'll talk about you later when you're not around. <laughs> we can. We'll See, you're making me blush. See, you're making me all red now. See, uh, I feel left out already. Oh, that's okay. Well, well yeah. that's that's we'll we'll get to more of that later too. You'll so. number me later. Okay. Yeah, we'll never do it. Right. Uh, well, I'm so I'm I'm so excited uh, to have you all be part of this. Um, to just because part of part of the reason I invited both the two of you and Laura and Amy Kim was just because you all uh, four have, are folks that when we get together just randomly wherever it may be, whether it's we bump into each other at a hospital like Corey and I did, we can't even remember when that was, or we show up at a dining hall somewhere in North Carolina, maybe the last time I think we actually sat together. Yeah. I just, I, I adore the both of you and we just kind of pick up. So, but let's talk about me for just a minute. Where did, do you remember when we met? Now, Jorge is, I think ours might be easier, but I, I'm trying to remember. But so I'm going to start with Mickey. Mickey, do you, and we've talked about this before. Do you remember when we actually met for the first time? I don't remember. I feel and like I don't, it I, don't rem- I don't remember either. It's either Twitter and then somehow in person, or it was um, a conference or something. Yeah, that's always safe, right? It's a conference. Right. I'm like, there's <laughs> got to be a conference somewhere in there that we were both at. Yeah, I, I love it. I actually think I was like, I can't remember. I remember conversations that we've had. Like, I remember, like, we got together here and we just kind of picked up. And But I was like, I don't actually remember when we met for the first time. My, my guess is we are probably at some emergent thing and we are two of the few people of color in a room. <laughs> and so we talked. Yeah. I mean, that's we were like, probably trying to find each other. It's like, I'm going to wait and listen and make sure we jive on things. And I'm like, okay, there's, there's, there's a person. Yes. Always. Constantly. Yeah. I get this. Yeah. Jorge, when did we meet? Yeah, it was in San Diego. I think it was Comic-Con. You were dressed up as a Star Wars <laughs> character or something. <laughs> Wasn't it some Star Wars convention? I definitely remember it was in San Diego, right? I think the conference was there. Something like that. <laughs> I oh, my so. goodness. I, I don't think no? that was it, though. Oh, I, I, was I, I've always wanted to go to a Comic-Con. Just to- I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> observe i've never been brave enough or really into any particular thing enough to go mm-hmm. but i've i i you know what i love the passion of people who go to any con yeah. thing and like are all 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 that uh it was san diego i believe though right so i think i I'll knew see. you i think we i i i think i might have seen you online at some point or on twitter or instagram or something and i was probably stalking you because i thought you were cool and Probably. You, probably you probably blocked me yes and, did, and, for sure and, and then we met so where did we actually meet did you remember when to tell the story it was in san diego yep for sure and yep. um actually it was at the beach it was we were it <laughs> You're was making the this sound so glamorous wow <laughs> it was at the beach no it was definitely at the beach uh oh shoot turn off the cell phone people <laughs> So we we were actually part of a of a movement there, right? Of a protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was during the time when um, I think a bunch, uh, which continues to this day, right? A bunch of migrants were trying to uh, really, you know, cross the border, and uh, and um, the mili- there was a military response to that, right? And uh, where actually was it smoke grenades or any of the military started the national guard or some started throwing, you know things over into Mexico, right? And and attacking these families. So it was a response to that. That's what I remember. And 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 we were there, right? As a, a 
you know, to really make it clear that the military, you know, shouldn't be getting involved. In, and of course, also saying migrants should be let in, right? Through the asylum yep. process. And I mean, I'm down for just tearing down the walls, right? But that's what we were there. And I, yep. I think, um, I just don't remember if we actually met while we were handcuffed because we got arrested. Yeah, I think, yeah, we actually, I think we hung out. I think we might have been in the same van. Yes, we were. That's we right. Were. Yeah, we were in the same van with about, I don't know, 10, 15 other people. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember that van ride being one of the more community building experiences because we were a lot, like there were people who were there for the first time, had never been to a civil disobedience act, uh, action. There were others. And the, just like the, there was like this joy of being in that space together. Also being like, where are we going? I remember, I don't know if you remember. I, I was panicking. I don't know why people were <laughs> I was thinking to myself, this is some fucked up shit because we're in this van. We could curse, yeah. right? Or no? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We, oh, yes. Okay. I just realized. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what kind of Star Wars fans I'm with, you know? So. But um, we, we were put into, a, like, you know, a, a, a van, a cargo yeah. van. And, uh, I, I I did not like. I was really kind of worried. Well, right, because, they kept they kept you cuffed. Yeah, yeah. They, they they not only yeah they get I was they uncuffed everyone else, but they yep. only kept me cuffed. Then they isolated me and took That's I don't right. know how many pictures of me. Like we're very very intentional about get this guy right here right, and yep. then and then took me alone who knows where in the middle of the mountains and then brought me back to everyone else yes well i remember i remember you we were sitting in that line before kind of the push happened and you and another person next and like they had their eyes on the two of you like you were like bigger brown men and like they they weren't gentle with me but they were certainly not as rough as they were with the two of you well it was me and this muslim brother that was right next to me so uh, one of the things i remember was and this is where I'm going to get critical, right? The leaders that were supposed to be leading us decided to stop leading us. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, they, I do remember they, that. They, they, you know, you know, because before that, we had a whole, you know, pump pumping us up and telling us we're going to go out there and this and that. And they, and then once it got intense, they stepped back. I do. They oh yeah, we won't back. call out names. No, I, re- call I remember. And I said, "This is yep. some fucked up shit." So then I remember, like, "Fuck it." I'm going to keep telling people, keep pushing forward. We're not going to get, I want to, I was pissed, right? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Let's keep pushing forward. Let's keep like not saying attack and punch these right border patrols, but I'm going to use my body. Right. And that's why we're here. And, 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 and I keep, I think I was telling us, keep going, sit down, step forward. Like it was just this whole strategy. I remember having. Yeah. And I I do remember. So, so Mickey, we had these like, um, adjudicatory like names which was great right it was bringing visibility and who were at the mm-hmm. front of the line and and you would know these names and so when it started to get a little bit more like they like you could tell the the posturing was starting to happen you look back and they're like yes three rows <laughs> back and we're originally had committed to get being arrested with the rest of us yeah. and you could just see folks stepping back and the main leader from uh, oh my gosh acs who's uh american friends service committee who's organized it do you remember how, yeah. he, how he got chased down like he, they crossed the line and chased him down pulled him anyway well that's how jorge and i met uh you know, for the first time and then we've <laughs> So not 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 Comic Con then, darn. That was okay. not Comic Con. 
All right. So let's, I want to get to know you a little bit more, let folks know a little bit about you. So I asked these questions to uh, Amy Kim and Laura as well, but um, what's a, what's a smell that reminds you of your childhood? Uh, Mickey, I'll invite you to go first. What's a smell that reminds you of your childhood? Hmm. Well, um, that's, uh, you know, it's interesting because I even start to do a comparison in my brain. My mom, who I uh, lost to COVID um, early on in the pandemic, was not a cook. Okay. My mother. Mm. So my my childhood was not full of like <laughs> homemade, the smell of homemade meals just wasn't her thing. But if I think back to even my maybe my grandmother's house so her mother I spent I spent most time with my extended family on my mother's side and kind of two things that that come up simultaneously is that my grandmother made these peach turnovers that's what we called them they were like little peach pies <clears throat> and so I have both that's the smell memory of that I don't yet know how to make them I'm pretty sure that my mother had the recipe and so I need to get her recipe book for my stepdad and see but then also a, an awful smell if you know what chitterlings are often called mm-hmm. chitlins mm-hmm. oh yeah um, oh yes oh, yeah. my yes my grandma would make them at holidays Christmas Thanksgiving and my uncle and my grandfather would torture me with the smell because it smells disgusting. I hear they taste delicious, but they <laughs> they smell so bad that I can't get past the smell. I'm very smell oriented, so I can't get past it. And I just remember also being tortured. They would just make fun of me like, oh, you got to eat yeah. this. Oh, you should eat this. So it's like the holidays were <laughs> both of those smells mixed together, something I was so happy to smell. And then just the torture of the chitlins being pushed in my face mm-hmm. and like, oh, you should eat these. So I think that's my childhood, right. both love and torture. So Filipinos have a similar dish. It's called denaguan, which is uh, chocolate meat. And it's it's, you know, it's peasant food, right? It's everything left over on the pig traditionally. Yep. Chop it up, pour in the blood. It starts red, turns brown. And uh, there's always like, that's our measurement of how Filipino you are as well. Like if you eat, if you eat this, because it's so like, if you just think about it, you watch it get made. And it's very interesting. Like in our, like uh, my kids will eat it, but they don't love it. But they also, it's like, they, they're they like, there's something rich about the thing itself, which is always fascinating to me. And, um, but that, when you were talking about shit, that's that the Filipino version is Dunaguan, which if you look at it, it looks, it's basically blood that's been boiled so much that it turns brown with pig snout and pig ears. Sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> Over hot rice? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh. Oh, Jorge, your smells uh, that remind you of your childhood. Oh, gosh. You know, unfortunately, you know, this just happened to me yesterday. It was, just, and it's not a, a good memory, but I'll mm-hmm. share it because it did just happen. So when you brought that up, I, I, it just made me think, man, I just was talking about smells yesterday. So um, was microwave popcorn. And um, I say that because I can't remember the last time I had microwave popcorn. It's, it's been years. Usually I just pop popcorn on an actual pot myself, right? But but the the something about the smell coming out from a microwave reminded me of when uh, we used to visit my stepdad in prison for, for a long time. And uh, one of the things, and we, we did it for like four years straight, you know, visiting him and... Uh, one of the things we would always get is popcorn from the vending machine and pop it into the microwave, you know, 
And and, wow. and so every time I get that smell, I'm transported back to my childhood because wow. that happened while I was like in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And uh, it, it's just I just and I think that's why maybe I don't do microwave popcorn because it's not a good memory. I hate it fucking getting you know going there, mm. waiting in line for three, four hours, and only having yeah. like a thirty minute visit, and then heading back two, three hours back home because of course when people are incarcerated, they make sure. You, you know, you're yep. far, far away from family and make it hard for family to visit you, right? So, um, right. but, you know, I've been fortunate to, uh, not not to be positive, is, uh, you know, I live with my mom right now. And of course, everything is just, you know, she, she yeah. is a cook and, um, you know, she just made mole last night. So that's always going to take me back <laughs> growing up. Uh, she just, uh, even a couple of days, made tripas, which is guts, right? And so I, I mm. see her grabbing the guts and pouring water through it, cleaning it, and, you know, which is pretty nasty, but we like it, you know. It's like, <laughs> you know, so, uh, or, or, you know, so I've been eating a lot of food that I haven't eaten in a long time as a child. So, mm. you know, I could go on and on about that. But, but. I had to share that smell because it just happened to me yesterday yeah. with the popcorn. Yeah. 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 It's, it's amazing what kind of those, like you just all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, where, like, where am I? Like, it's just a surreal experience like that. It is a, it, I, my, the, and it's a strong, like for me, it was, it was one second and I had to really snap out of it and remind myself mm. I'm not in that place anymore. I'm right here safe. Right. And like, mm. yeah, so it's powerful. Yeah. Those smiles will take you back. Yeah. I, the mine I shared last week, which, um, so I, I have two really that, uh, one, one is I shared last time with, with Lauren is, is the smell of mothballs. Moth like it, so it's my grand. Yeah. Mo- like the, my grandma, my, um, my Chinese side grandma used to have mothballs everywhere in her house, like in the closets, in the drawers and everywhere. And so whatever I like, it's, it's a weird smell, right? Cause if you just like, Oh, that's weird. But it reminds me of being in my grandma's house. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's what it smelled like when you walked into a, a room and the food one, though, is my grandfather, my Filipino side, uh, his adobo uh, was like our family. That's the only way to make adobo is my grandfather's way. And you know, my grandmother was not a cook. My, my mom, you know, cooks for survival. My, my, my stepdad, my white stepdad cooks better Filipino food than my mom does. And uh, so that, that uh, the, the vinegary soy smell of adobo is, oh, mm. that is, that does it for me. Mm-hmm. me my, and tried to pass at least one recipe on to my kids in, in that regard. So, all right. So uh, thank you all for sharing that. Uh, all right. So uh, let's just talk about, we're going to kind of get to know you a little bit. So, um, something in the world that you just don't understand what people, why people like it. And it could be political, it could be taste, it could be whatever. And I'll start. I used to be like, uh, the joke for me this week has been, I've watched more NFL this week than I have in the last five years combined. And it's been 30 <laughs> minutes. Like I just uh-huh. happened, it was on TV and I just happened to be, but ever since cap and all the other stuff. And, you know, I compartmentalize myself for baseball cause I love baseball and, but just given up on the NFL and I, it, I do, I, you know, it's, I get why people like it, but I, there's just, it's one, it's so violent. The way they've handled all of the race stuff has just been terrible. And the way they continue to, I just, um, and I know that a lot of folks love it and it's, you know, I have family members that were at huge parties on kids. So, but that's one of the things for me that I've just, I, I have no time for anymore as the, uh, as the NFL. And I just, even, even when I was, I, I cry, like, and, and I find it brings out the worst in me. Like the reason I watched a little bit of the Niners game was because I hate Aaron Rodgers so much. And the reason that I, <laughs> 
and watched a little bit of the Tampa. The Tampa game was because I don't like Tom Brady. Like the reason I'm watching it is so I could watch people lose, not because I was a big fan of the Niners. So that's that's mine right now. Is like, oh, why are we still? Why is this still here? Yeah, you want you, you enjoy people being in misery. I, apparently, yeah. apparently yeah, that, yeah. Is, <laughs> that is. What it is. <laughs> but but is, isn't that a weird thing? Like we we applaud how hard somebody gets hit. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's yes. a, it's. Uh, well, it's that's yeah. why you have boxing, you know. We, we cheer. Yeah, I, I, know. I can't, I can't watch boxing either. My, my brother yeah. was uh, training to be an MMA fighter for a while, and uh, I went and watched him one time, and I watched him get choked out, pass out, and then come back and keep going. And I was like, yeah, I, I can't, can't do it. All right, so there's mine. Uh, Jorge, what 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 do you don't understand what people like? And if you start with Star Wars, I think we might lose listeners. But you know that's okay. Feel that's free. where I was going. <laughs> well, I just don't get it. <laughs> Any science fiction? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. no, I, I love science fiction. No, I okay. mean, I, I I can't really say I've gone into Star Wars, but you know, there's like Battlestar Galactica. Oh, old school. Sci-fi. Yeah, I mean Edward James Olmos. You know, yeah. Chicano actor. You know, um, what 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 was the question again? Why don't I like people? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was uh, you don't understand why people like whatever. You know, interesting enough, sometimes I think church a lot, actually, even though I work at the church. You know, if I'm honest, I, I um, it's so institutionalized. And I, I ask myself, why are we doing this over and over? It seems like the past few years right and uh, i just don't don't yep. understand you know how big you know because to me church is still big here in america right even yep. though you like people like to say it's been dwindling down but i don't really see it as that especially in a particular sect of uh religion right as we see it in our politics so um it, it's just uh confusing to me how people could really love church, but yeah, we have so many problems still in this world. Like it just doesn't connect with me. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, I I remember when I so uh, folks know I was I I had COVID and I was out for two months and I pastor church and you know and there have been other times where I'm like I can totally see why people don't don't go. Right? Yes. Right. I mean, Absolutely. I'm a, yeah. you know I'll, I'll yeah. go out on a Sunday. I take my Sunday when I get a Sunday off. I go hang out where everybody is, and I'm like, huh. Interesting, yeah. right? And, and I know, I mean, community, right? We all see yep. community. We're all striving for community. And church does provide that. But um, there's this whole other side that just doesn't, again, connect. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mickey, what about you? What is something that you're like, I don't understand why people like blank? I have two things in my mind. So I was trying to figure out which, or, which direction I was going to go in because they're entirely different things. Mm-hmm. I think I'll go with beer. I don't understand. <laughs> I wish I could like beer. I do. Because I am right there with a you. Whole, right, like I, I like wine. I stand that. And beer is essentially like wine from grains. Like it, you know, you can be just as snobby about beer, but it, I just, it tastes so bad. <laughs> I'm just like, I try. <laughs> I, I've tried, but I just don't yeah. get it. So, I, you know, I encourage uh, people uh, to be beer snobs and to drink good beer, even though I won't <laughs> drink it myself. <laughs> But I just yeah, it's like Comic Con. I love that people are excited about their beer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Are you a beer I'll even go to a beer festival. I do love my beer. 
I, I do love my beer. I, I mean, I'm not a snob about it. I just drink Modelo's, but it's always with tequila. It's the only way I would have beer. Oh, yeah. Oh. But 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 I'm not um like like some of my friends who are all you know, I don't know, there's all these like percentages of hops and I don't know what else goes on into it. I'm sophisticated <laughs> about it. I don't know. It's just like this is my modelo. Please. It's a beer. It's a beer. <laughs> it might tequila shot or mezcal shot, and I'm good. Yeah, oh, but yeah, now nah, people, yeah, you're right. Maybe like beer festivals. I'm not that doesn't int- intrigue me at all. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I, I had a Frank had me try this hoppy beer. It just took one beer and it really got me pretty. It was strong, but then it started hurting my throat. Oh. I don't know. I'm like, why would you drink this? Like, it's too hoppy. <laughs> like, it's too something. It's just wild, you know. But I've always seen like a white man's thing, so I stay away from it too. So. <laughs> yeah, I went to. I was hanging out in Asheville. Uh, this is a few years ago with some friends, some colleagues, and we went to this beer place. And there are beer flights, and like, I don't know why I keep trying. Because I think there is this, like, I want to like it. Yeah. My wife likes beer. So mm-hmm. my wife likes uh, apparently cheap, like, beer that you can't get at fancy places, which is great. But I we went and we had sour beer. Oh, yeah. That, sour. Yeah. 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 That Sometimes was, I can get with a sour because it's, like, sweeter. Oh. I don't know. You know what? And I had, yeah, and I had a hibiscus sour beer. That was pretty good, actually. Oh, that's nasty. No, it was so, <laughs> it was, like, nasty on uh, nasty. Nah, you don't know what you're talking about. It was, Bruce. I was like. Oh, this is worse than just regular beer. You're I, hanging out with the wrong people, Bruce. Appa- apparently, apparently. I, I used to drink this beer, <laughs> and I, I, I'm i sorry if this is going to be terrible. I used It's called Tequiza. I don't know. Have you ever what? heard of Tequiza? Mm-hmm. It's a beer that had the tequila mixed into it. What? Yeah. Why it, would you do that? I, I Because I was young, and that was probably during my post-Bartles what? and James time. <laughs> Not yeah. not you personally, like like why would anybody? Why, yeah, create like what is it? Like you just, it's already mixed. Is a it's, beer mixed in with tequila already? It is, yeah. Tequiza, oh, yeah. yeah. I tequiza. <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. I mean, it's basically yeah. It was it was like a wine cooler, but beer and tequila. Uh, like, yeah, this podcast ain't gonna work out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta is, go. Yikes. Yeah, let's get out of here, Mick. <laughs> tequiza. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a I podcast, think- Mickey? That you have <laughs> we can, right. We can do a better one. Be a part of instead. Oh. <laughs> so Bruce funny. makes bad. All right, so we just learned. I, I, I well, that is not a new fact in the world. Uh, <laughs> that Mickey had a second one though. Oh yeah, what was one? your other one, Mickey? Go ahead and share that. Um, horror movies. Did. I don't understand oh, why people like those. horror movies, like yeah. want to be scared. I mean, <laughs> first of all, I just think the world is scary enough as it is. So I just, and I, I can't do a lot of blood and gore. So even movies that aren't horror movies, but are really violent, I can't do. But horror movies where the specific thing that you're after is too feel fear to be yeah. scared. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I just don't. And, I mean, the weird thing is I do love a good murder show. I want, I love murder shows. Uh. I love, I am, a, listen, I am an abolitionist or striving to be an abolitionist to my core. I am like defund the police. I want a world free of prison, the whole thing. Yep. But boy, I will watch CSI for five <laughs> hours in a row. 
And I will watch a cult show. I mean, so it's like, it's weird. I don't want to be scared. I don't want somebody to jump out with a knife, but uh, like, give me a dead body and then CSI is trying to figure <laughs> out. But see, here's the thing. Yeah, let's figure realized, this shit out. You know right, what I'm saying? I, I have realized that it's essentially fantasy. It is the same as sci-fi. It's just not science, the science part necessarily. Like we know no local police department has like a big TV screen where they're like, shh, 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 here's the picture yeah. and here's the, they don't have any of that equipment. They're not finding DNA in 30 seconds. Like none of that is happening. And nine times out of 10, it's like a white guy who thought he could go on a date with this woman and murder her. And so <laughs> it's like the fantasy of like white men always being, you know, put away for their crimes. I think there's, maybe that's it, but there's not a lot, like it starts with the dead body. There's not a lot of like er, 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 hacking the person to death right. and jump scares. So I think that's why it's different for me. Like it's, you, you, it's all the stuff after the violence, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, I'm not a horror person. Jorge, are you a horror movie person at all? Uh, no, especially to, you know, I feel these days horror movies are about torturing people. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's too close to home. Like rich, rich people, right? It's rich people not knowing what to do with their money and paying like people to capture people to torture them and, and enjoying that. Yeah. It's just, no, that's, that's probably really happening, you know? So, yeah, I, right. I can't watch anything. I, mm. I, I feel, I, I often feel like with movies, like there are movies I should watch, and then there are movies that I just don't have the emotional investment to watch. Like I just don't. I you know you. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a movie that like I don't know if you all saw Precious from years ago. Like so I remember uh, it. Mm -hmm. It was like you, you super emotional investment. It's like you know watching. Uh, I tell people Just Mercy, right? If you're gonna watch this, right? Just prepare yourself that it, at the end you are gonna be exhausted, but for good reason. I don't want to be exhausted watching a horror movie. I have no interest in being at the end of that, being so scared. But I used to. It's interesting. When I was younger, I went to all those. When, you know, as a teenager, we would go. And my kids have gone to go see them. Not my not my youngest in particular. He's like, it's not that scary. And I'm like, all right, really? Okay. Uh, my other one's not not as much. But, yeah, it's... it's So, so uh, Hori, are you a TV movie person at all? Like, do you have a genre that you do like? Oh, I love TV. Yeah, I love movies. I mean, it's, uh, I wouldn't say I have a specific genre. Uh -huh. uh, I watch a little bit of everything. Yeah. What have you binged last? What's the last thing you've binged? The last thing I binged? Wow. What was it? I can't remember. Or what are you watching now? Currently, we've been watching, um, oh, I'm not even going to remember the name of it, but it's about heaven, people going to heaven, <laughs> but it's in a comical sense. Um, see, I'm not going to remember because I just watch it with my partner. I just join her all the time. The good place? Uh, is it the one where it's the good place? Yes, the good place. So oh, that's good. good. I love the good place. I've been enjoying that. <laughs> holy, <laughs> holy forking shirt balls. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. So I've been, we've been watching that, and um, and I, I mean, I have like my usual movies, like The Wire, that I go to back or surprise. I do like those mafia gangster movies a lot. So yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I can watch some of that. My now, my wife like Sopranos, Game of Thrones. Like when there's violence in it, totally not. Yeah, 
but I can watch that. But I don't want the horror. Like I, and this is where I think it becomes like, what's gratuitous? That's always uh, relative. I'm like, well, I don't like gratuitous violence, but I can watch, you know, gun gun battles apparently, or uh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a big Fast and the Furious person, which. I, I admit all the time. One of the most diverse movie franchises ever. In any case, that's a whole other. Wait, wait okay. do, do you drive like one of those fast cars too? Like now uh, I dress do. up Star Wars, but now you have probably like a Honda or something. So I used to, when I was, when I was younger. Uh, so I had my license <laughs> suspended when I was 19 because of racing. See, I knew it. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I have, we have, we have an, we have an ele- we have a Chevy Bolt now, and and I always tell the kids I'm going to see if I can drift in a uh, EV. And they're like, "Oh my God, you're ridiculous, Dad! You're ridiculous." I, I just <laughs> you just embarrassed yeah. them, Bruce. Yeah. I, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> my stepfather, for some ungodly reason, gave me his Toyota Celica in 1985, and at that point, a Toyota Celica was a sports car. I mean, that and I, yeah, I I look back on that time, and I really do surprise. I'm surprised that I'm not dead. I mean, I, I was, I got pulled over going about 110 on I-5, which is a, one of our main interstates here in California. That's really and fast. It's really, it's stupid. Wow. Like it was, and, and that's, that's felony level, right? Oh that's, my God. yeah. And they, you know, this is privilege. Like they, it ended up being a misdemeanor for me and I had to go to, and like, but that one instance, how that could have turned my life. I always think about mm-hmm. like that one thing, if I looked different or if I would have said something different, or if I had a different parentage that didn't know what to work the system, like what my life would have been like, had I been convicted of a felony, reckless, you know, reckless driving or whatever it was at that point. So anyway, I don't know how we got that from movies, but there you, we are. You know, but I'm like Mickey, SVU is a show that if I just want something <laughs> in the background, I throw it on. And it's, and I'm watching it, but then I forget all my chores because I'm next thing you know I'm trying to find out how they're gonna figure it out. But yeah, it's I know. It's, Robin, my wife, every once in a while comes in, it's like, okay, abolitionist, why why are I we know. liking FBI shows? I'm like, I know, I know, I know, it's bad. <laughs> I'm like, I know, NCIS, I, I, I know, right. And like SVU, well, like they're trying to, you know, they're trying to capture this, these men, evil men, the patriarchy, this, you yeah. know, raping women and all, you know, yeah. they seem like, wow, I'm really cheering for cops on this show. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? What like, is happening? It's I'm working. Like, man. Yeah, I guess uh, it's true. I am full of contradictions, you know, and it's just like, yeah, it's yep, crazy. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yes. Exactly. Yeah. And then I go into this whole existential crisis. I'm like, man. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a fool. (laughs) (laughs) And that may be the, every Tuesday. I mean, that may be the difference, right? I mean, I think in some ways, though. (laughs) It's for real. It is. is. But if we're not having, in some ways, though, if you're not having that next step, though, like, okay, because then you're like, you are, I think, in some ways, we're absorbing it in a way that's not acknowledging our compartmentalization or our need just like just a way to unplug or whatever because there are certainly people where it's, that's exactly why it's being made right that yeah 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 folks so that we oh, have no this doubt. image no. right yeah there, there's no doubt i mean i i believe tv is used to want to train us and teach us what how to believe and see the world like it's just you know so whatever these networks choose to put on is for a specific reason i believe so yep 
Yep. And that, that lens, I think, is so important for us to have and teach and pass on, right? It's like, yeah, you can unplug and see this, but what's that lens that you're watching this with? It's like, okay. And I have two, I have th- three kids and two of them are in college at super hippie liberal arts schools. And so everything, that, it's it's so fun for me now because everything they see has a lens that is even more radical than mine. Like, it is <laughs> so fun. Like, we ha- we were having this last conversation about anarchy and, you know, and, you know, we're old. And we're like, anarchy, what? And they're like, well, no, because that's your version of a very like capitalistic sense of what anarchy is and they're like starting to educate us on these other things so now when we watch tv they're like we can't watch that like what is what is that like yes you're right your parents suck (laughs) give them 10 more years they're gonna be watching stuff yeah just i am not telling them that i (laughs) when you get older you will be (laughs) right just It'll go very well, believe me. It's good. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. So, um, what are you watching, Mickey? Is there anything that you know besides you've already shown a few things? Or anything you're binging these days that uh, folks might want to check out? Well, I I don't know. I read somewhere or saw somewhere somewhere in the pandemic that like one uh, like a trauma coping mechanism is rewatching things you've already watched because you know how it ends. So you're oh. not no like none of mm-hmm. your anxiety is activated, right? And so I was like. Oh, oh, yeah. That's why I've been rewatching shows. Yes. And I don't usually do that. I am the kind of person who watches a movie one time. I rarely have movies that I like buy or that I watch over and over. I've never been oh. one to like start a series over and watch it until the pandemic. And so now I re- I watched from the beginning the show Medium. If you remember that from a long time ago, like there's oh, yeah. a woman, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, who's a psychic and she works for the DA. Again, more cop shows, but and I watched the entire series. I don't think I'd watched the whole thing before, but I did watch that all the way through. And I will say, anyone who really knows me knows that one of my favorite shows, which I did watch from the beginning all the way up until this season, which we are currently in episode eight, and literally my favorite time of the week is when I get a notification in my email on Wednesday that a new episode of Catfish has dropped. Oh, and God. It makes my entire day. And I'm checking okay, it out. Hey, do you know? Okay, so Catfish. I'm going to check it out. Start I, don't know about, I'm, I don't know it. Start with the movie because it started with a movie. The <laughs> main guy, he Neve, he was catfished. You know, catfishing is when like somebody you meet somebody online and they use a picture that isn't them, right? And yes. so this was a long time ago, like before this was really happening. And so there, they made him and his brother made a movie of his experience trying to find out who this woman really was that he was in love with. But they made a whole show about it on MTV, and it's been now it's been eight uh, seasons. What's well, MTV I show? Oh, love! Wow this fucking show so much (laughs) and i have like whole theories about how it actually like neve and and now it's cammy as the co-host neve and cammy like the way they actually show empathy and demonstrate empathy like people don't get cussed out like you would think okay this person has been telling you they're really you know somebody who's a a banker who makes all this money and i'm gonna take care of you and la 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 and you really find out that it's like a 25 year old who has no job and doesn't really, you know, and lives oh, 10 feet away. And, you know, whatever. Uh, my, my anxiety is just like uh, uh, up here at this point. <laughs> I, I just feel so it. bad for everybody involved. <laughs> oh, like, 
It's awesome. The way Wait, this is the perfect like, show for you, Bruce. I mean, it's oh. so good because people, you see people struggling with their gender. You see people struggling with their sexuality. Like often it's somebody who, oh, I really uh-huh. do like women, but I can't say that because I haven't come out to my family. So I pretended to be a guy with this woman or whatever. And so it's like gender, sexuality, right. coming into who you are. It's, you know, people are afraid they're going to be rejected and da, 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 da. Right. And so, but they, you would think it'd be like Maury Povich and people would be like, I hate you. <laughs> and no, it's usually they're able to come to some understanding of why did you do this? What were you looking for? And sometimes they still like each other. like. It's just, it's such a fascinating huh. scope into human connection and behavior and desire and all of these things. And it's an MTV show. <laughs> like, you know, it's so weird. And just how much we long for connection. People will text a person. I'm telling you not have a phone call right. or a video call for five years and be like, this is my boyfriend. I'm like, how? You know, so yeah. I that is my favorite show, and I will watch Catfish until the day they take it off the air. I love that show so much. I love it. I can pretty much guarantee you that a segment on Catfish and breaking it down in was not on my bingo card for this for this episode. <laughs> um, but there you go. We're learning all. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I I can I can say that I it it freaks me out even thinking about somebody being catfished on both sides. Like I just I my, I, I, I my empathy and anxiety about people's feelings just. Are like so, but I might be on that. I might watch an episode just to 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 feel what you're feeling. I might you give should that watch a, give because that a the, shot, I a think shot. I think the empathy, yeah. the way that they show, especially the hosts, show empathy to both sides, and then help the two people have empathy for each other versus it just you know devolving into a blame right. thing or like hatred or whatever, like. You know, and there's some pretty big deception. There's some pretty, there's a lot of pain and feeling. Oh, I'm sure. Still, it's like they don't, you know, no one is disposed of. Like there's no um, kind of, like everyone's humanity is still in full view, which, you know, other than Neve's personal experience, it's like, where did y'all get the training or have this understanding to be able to hold so much compassion for, you know, people who have not been communicating well, who have hurt each other, who you know, or because often they've lied to each other and like, and so it's just really interesting right. to see the, that human, the, that human interaction, mm. you know, unfold. So I, I think, I honestly think, you know, change makers, clergy, you know, people who are interested in helping people could learn a lot from that show. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like um, Bruce. I mean, this is, this is, it seems like you need this to reconcile with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, <laughs> I think you definitely need some of that. It all, it, it all. I, I, I've had enough of those two guys in my life as of late. I, I can't. So the, the real going to change your life, though. The, Watch. the real measure, Mickey, is whether you listen to catfish pod. Do you listen to catfish podcasts? Uh, Are there any? Like, there a, must be podcasts. No, uh, I do have it as a podcast, but okay. I haven't listened to it. No. <laughs> I need to add that, that game. game. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Uh, you all are wonderful. This is this is this is so good. Just one last question for you as we end our time. What's what's filling up your like? What are you passionate about right now? Like if people, I said, like if I were to say, you know, you've been watching Jorge over the last couple of months or you're whatever, and these are the things that Jorge is really passionate about right now. Uh, same for Mickey. But Jorge, what are you passionate about right now? What's filling up your feed? Like what are the things you want to put out in the world? There, you know. Uh... In all seriousness, I think I've been struggling with that these days to really um, mm. 
do things that I'm passionate about. I unfortunately, I mean, I think like many of us, am not only burned out, but just done with everything for the past few years. I've lost a lot of the lost. Uh, let's say I just lost my way and I'm trying to find my way back. Mm. Right. So, mm. but yeah, I mean, like cooking, I mean, thanks to my mom. I used to be very passionate about that. Um, you know, just your typical, that I feel like many of us have like reading and things that I've just not been able to do. I, man, I used to do a lot of strength training and, um, love i just love structure like very just yeah i just and i've been i've dropped yeah. all that stuff right mm. so um i um these days when i get a chance you know i i sleep a lot i, I just love sleeping and and uh you know my mom will call me flojo i'm like like lazy even though i'm like <laughs> i just put in 65 hour work weeks <laughs> Like you're always sleeping, yeah. yeah when yeah. you see me, I'm sleeping, and you think I'm always sleeping, right? But any any time, I I um for the first time, anytime I can take a nap, I'm taking it. So yep, good, yeah. No, I so think maybe that's right. it. I mean, I'm passionate yeah. about sleep, you know, about I, rest. I will easily like to to me. 10 a.m. was really early. I try to get up at 10, 11 a.m. and uh, I I don't care. I'm sleeping in at all before. Definitely no, no. I'll be up six, seven in the morning because that's a capitalistic thing to do for some of us, I think. But not anymore. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. Ten a.m. was early these days for me, so I'm waking yeah. up still. Yeah, yeah. No, I. That's that's. I mean, I think we're hearing that from a lot of. I know that's been uh, for me as well. It's like, what, what, what are we doing? And mm-hmm. what were we doing? And why? Yeah. And all. That. Yeah. No. Thank you. Thank you. And, and like you, I, I do love my basketball and baseball. I, I, I'm very passionate about those sports. I just, yeah. uh, you know. Warriors fans, Oakland A's fans. So, yeah. I didn't know you were an Oakland A's fan. Oh, yes. Since I was a little kid. Yeah. Wait, just a minute. Let me. Yeah, this yeah. Is, this is bad podcasting. Yeah, yeah. You're never but supposed I'm to leave sh- your screen. Oh, wow. You <laughs> I, I'm show, right, right now, I'm showing uh, them a bucket hat with pins from the 70s all the way out yeah we're so, dude, we're gonna have to do some games because i we have par- i have partial seasons like that's one of my sporges is uh, we do partial seasons and uh, i go uh, yeah yeah all, oh yeah all right i miss it's it, a day so, yeah. yeah uh mickey what about you what what what's what's driving you to this what's what what are you passionate about yeah this? well i just want to say jorge thanks for being honest and realistic about that like um i'm passionate about survival like again Hmm. Uh, we are living through a pandemic. Like I want to survive. I'm trying to survive. And um, so many of us have not made it, especially among folks of color. And um, so I think that's a really good thing to be passionate about right now, which includes rest, right? Like we have for so long, even in ministry or faith rooted spaces, rest, sleep, care for ourselves, eating good food, like none of that has been prioritized, right? Because it's like we're always under this urgency. So I actually think that that makes sense and is appropriate for the time we're in. So, you know, but we always think we have to come up with some other answer. So I appreciate, you know, you just saying yep. what is real for you in this moment. I will say that uh, that there are a couple of things that come up for me. I mean, if I, I really am serious about the survival piece. Because I feel like in the, I've been taking the pandemic really seriously. And so that has been a focus of mine is trying to survive. But um, in addition to that, I'm really interested in how we skill up, or I'm wondering about this, how we skill up in like being able to um, work through conflict and care for one another when we, when we hurt each other 
you know, I mentioned abolition, you know, like we we're talking about abolition now in a way that we didn't ever really before. Right. We're talking about how we don't use. I mean, like you said, Jorge, having the way we put people in the prison system and they are literally removed from their communities, they are isolated away. We get rid of people. That's what we do. If somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, is convicted of a crime, whether they did it or not, whether the penalty is appropriate, any of those things, they get put away. But the thing is, we do that up and down the line. We do it in a million different ways to each other individually. Oh, uh, we we lost your sound, Mickey. Mickey, you're, you're muted. Well, we lost Mickey's sound. Um, but anyway, well, we'll uh, are you back, Mickey? Nope. All right. So, anyway, well, Mickey will is trying to will trying to get back on. We'll get sound in a minute. But I'll share mine uh, while we're waiting for Mickey to get back on. Are you back on yet? It is for me. I've been watching. I have a couple of friends that are being recalled on a school board here in the Bay Area, and watching the way that parents and school people, administrators and teachers and everybody, the way that they're treating one another or teachers are being treated i i just it just pains me and i ha- i don't have kids in the k-8 system mm-hmm. anymore but it's just to watch the way that we are demon uh, you know demonizing especially teachers right it's just oh i just wow. it breaks my heart and, and i also know that if i were a parent and i have siblings who have younger children i can't imagine trying to navigate that right now with mm-hmm. the just the way mm-hmm. things are going and right. i'm just i i am legitimately praying for some healing i don't even know what it is but just something because it seems like anxiety levels and you know and, and then uh when this comes out it'll been a two, couple weeks the school district where a parent gets up and threatens to show up with loaded guns if masks are in in virginia i mean it's just like what is going on i mean i that for me is just breaks my heart it's heart wrenching to watch all that dialogue happen and, and that thing so that that's been yeah, something for sure heavy yeah mickey are you back let's see if we can hear mickey Oh yeah. Nope. Nope. No sound, Mickey. That's okay. Uh Mickey was we, we don't have sound. Uh <laughs> can, can you hear us, Mickey? Mickey. This is if you were to watch this on the podcast, you'd see that, that Mickey is doing stuff on her screen and we're all hanging out on ours. But anyway, we uh, I will go ahead and uh end us now. Uh well you're all gonna get to know Mickey and Ari a little more. So after these are back. Well nope. let's say you're just giving up on Mickey like that, huh, Bruce? Nope. nope. Bruce, come on, have more compassionate, Bruce. Man, Bruce, don't, don't just get head. rid of her. Come on, have some hope. Hey, Mickey, I got you, Mickey. I'm trying to keep you in here. <laughs> As the, the podcast gets to 90 minutes, people are like, Is this just the next half hour? <laughs> trying to figure no. out. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to look at settings on my side. Yeah. I don't have to. <laughs> I can't do it. All right. So hopefully you all, you're Mickey, getting... as, long, as long as Mickey remembers who didn't give up on her, that's all I care I, we about. Did not, okay. We did not, we did not, we did not no, give you, up on her. I didn't, you did. I didn't. Oh, I love it. This is, I invite all these people to be co-hosts because they just will, it's just showing the love the whole time. It's, that's, that's really what it is. All right. So uh, do we, oh, we get one chance, Mickey, do we have you back? No. No, no. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to end now. <laughs> Mickey, Sorry, Mickey. I tried. Uh, we're going to end now. Uh, again, uh, the next time you hear from us, we'll have some guests on and there'll be uh, two other, you know, it'll be some combination of Jorge, Mickey, Amy, Kim, or Laura as we start lining up our guests for the rest of the season. I'm really excited. Thank you both for hanging out with me a little bit today. And remember, you all, you know, subscribe and review and all that kind of stuff where you ever see your podcast. And thanks for hanging out with BRC and Friends. Can't wait to get her checks. BRC and Friends was produced, written, and recorded by Bruce Reyes Chow with zero help from his dogs, Vespa or Bernie. 
Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to BRC and Friends wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please follow, like, tag, and share on all the platforms via BRC and Friends or B. Reyes Chow. Thanks for listening to BRC and Friends.